this is your hosts, James Jordan. Mike Wallace. And the Eggman. Coming at you for yet another edition of the Wide World of Motorsports podcast on CFMH 107.3 Local FM in St. John, New Brunswick, CKMS 102.7 Radio Waterloo in Kitchener-Waterloo, Ontario, and the Performance Motorsports Network app on your smart device, as well as on demand on all streaming platforms. Check us out. Some of our, I always like to mention it, the Reels on our Instagram and our other posts on Facebook and Twitter. We're engaging with people on Twitter like crazy now. Check us out on social media at the WWOMS, as well as our website that we're always saying that we're going to do something on. www.thewideworldofmotorsportspodcast.wordpress.com. <laughs> 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 at, at this point, we might, as well, just, we might as well just leave it. <laughs> Because it's it's more authentic. That we need, it's just yeah, the way we it need is. to actually get on that though. Maybe that's why I mention it because we I need to yeah. Um, you just keep reminding yourself, <laughs> and I keep forgetting. And yeah, this is the twenty first episode of the sixth season, recorded to you for the week of June eleventh, twenty twenty three. And on this edition, we'll be talking about NASCAR Pinty Series at Chaudière recently, as well as Le Mans, F1, and whatever's going on there, and Cup at WWT in Sonoma, and as well as our fantasy picks to end off the show. But first, as we always like to do at the top of the show, is... Uh, we actually, it's been almost exactly a season. If you look back, it's one of these episodes where it's been exactly a season where we've been doing this, I believe. I don't know. Maybe I'm fake wow. news. Either way, it's getting close. But we, we put a, a special spotlight on the top of the hour for any sort of uh, driver that has the number that corresponds to the number of the episode. So it being episode 21, we're going to be going into uh for me morgan shepherd i'm gonna i'm gonna kick it off for you guys actually here and and you can't like i for me throughout the years um not so much around these years because i was really young when he ran this number but especially uh later on throughout the other series you would always see his livery that would have like you know racing for jesus or something like that and I thought that was really cool, and and I think that's authentic American Americana for me, and it's like the good old South. So I always thought he was. I thought like this guy's cool. He's got, he's got his rollerblades going up and down pit road. Um, he always had some good interviews too. So I I just liked him off the bat, and not that I not and I say this some other episodes. Not that I pick a driver because I like them, but that's just my. I like to give you my. That's what we're doing here on the radio. Here, I'm, I'm giving you my 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 connection here. So, yeah, he started off dra- uh, driving in 1970. Made his debut in the Winston Cup Series at Hickory Motor Speedway when he was driving number 93. And eventually, throughout the years, he 
went to full time in Cup, and he didn't really ever have a stable car. Like he didn't. He kind of went from multiple teams, as we see here. Just like if you go to the Wikipedia and look at his graph of all the teams he raced for, this is nuts. Even his own team here and there. So when 1992 hit, when he ran for Wood Brothers Racing in the number 21, he had uh, he was racing good for a couple years already in the late 80s, early 90s with Ramak <laughs> Enterprises and Bud Moore engineering i hope i didn't butcher ramok 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 um but yeah like i was that was the year i was born 1993 so he he won at atlanta so hey that was Mm. that was a couple months after i was born but and then if you look here on his graph he's got lots of top tens and top fives like he was running pretty good in that era, and let's see though, like the tracks he was really good at looks a lot like the the smaller tracks. Like he was even good at like a Darlington. He was all right at Daytona, but look at look at how he was at the short tracks like North Wilkesboro or Martinsville. He was getting top fives at those kinds of tracks, so he was he was doing pretty damn good. With, with Wood Brothers in the number 21. And then in 1996, he went to Butch Mock Motorsports and he had some good races in the mid-season uh, throughout the rest of the season, but it just wasn't the same throughout the re- for the rest of his career, unfortunately. And he's... Is he a Hall of Famer already? No? There's no, no. doubt. There's no doubt. No, he is though. not. There's no doubt that he potentially will have a. I I think he might have get in there. I bet he'll get in there. Spot there somewhere. Um, And again, you know, throwing it back to uh, Jesus, praise Jesus. So yeah, that that he's a he wasn't afraid to be who he was. He wasn't afraid to show who he was. So I got I got to That's got to be a good enough reason to pick. Morgan Shepard for my pick for this episode. What about you guys? I'll go next. So for this week, I bounced around a couple of guys. Uh, Usually I go with the legends route when we have a number as common and as, as big as the 21 has been in in NASCAR, but I chose somebody that um, I personally enjoyed watching both race and just be on the television uh, driver of the number 21 Wood Brothers Ford from Emporia, Virginia, Big Sixty, Elliot Sadler. Oh, hmm. nice. <laughs> nice. He drove four Wood Brothers from 1999 to 2002, um, scoring three top fives, ten top tens, and one victory at Bristol in 2001. Uh, he, would la- he would then move on to the 38 M&M's car. Uh, in 2003. So I was hoping you guys re- uh, recognized my little reference to that commercial he did back in the day. Uh, Big Sixy. Um, <clears throat> I can't find it. I can't I can't find it anywhere for some reason, but it's a thing. Uh, listeners, you might know what I'm talking about. Otherwise, I'm just insane. Find but it yeah. for us. Pull yeah. that up. 
I've I've been trying for the last hour, dude. I can't. Someone out there's got to pull that up for us. There's got to be a way. Jamie, pull that up. There's a there's one way I would suggest, and I found a Dale Junior commercial. Here's a Wom sidebar. I found a Dale Junior commercial. I was looking for for years. It's when he gets like eye surgery. Um, but like I figured I would find it in that year that it would have aired. And then I would just watch. I had to watch a few races to find it. Like, just someone would repost the race with the commercials in it. So mm-hmm. maybe you could find it that way, Eggman. Or someone out there can find it for us. Because I'd love to pull up that sound clip. That's a classic one. Yeah, so that's my pick. I felt like we couldn't talk about the 21 without talking about the Wood Brothers. This and is this, a good we bo- Wood we Brothers both have at trend. This point. Yeah. Well, I've ran that number since literally the beginning so it makes sense that at least two of us possibly all three of us picked the wood brothers car so yeah elliot sadler also i like to say he was on the cover of potentially two of the best ea and s car games that's my opinion on that one that's fair mm. that's my two cents on yeah that one. happens to be all right what about you wallace well, I decided to go with who said what said Boris said. Yes. Boris drove nice. 21 one time uh, at Watkins Glen for the Wood Brothers, of course, JTG Racing. Uh, that day he started 39th, so he probably didn't qualify, but nah, he Good old probably JTG. just had a bad qualifying. But then finished uh, 14th, and that race in particular was won by Tony Stewart. Uh, Ron Fellows finished fourth. And other notable Canadian Patrick Carpentier finished in 22nd. So Boris, of course, is what has been a road course ringer. He is Uh, the road course ringer. Yeah, when that was a thing. Um, And he would routinely be in to go to Watkins Glen, which I would say was probably his better of of Sonoma and Watkins Glen. I would say that the Glen was probably a better... He would perform better there, but, um, you know, I always loved watching Boris race. I watched him in Trans Am for years. I watched him, you know, race against Ron. Like I said, Ron Fellows there finishing in fourth um, and all those type of guys. So, uh, I... I was trying to pick somebody in the 21 and I just, I, I saw him and I don't know if I've said him before, but he drive, he's driven a lot of cars for a lot of different people. So, you know what? Yeah. That, that race was, I re actually, I'd remember this race. It was August 12th, 2007. Um, next Al cup series. So Centurion <laughs> boats at the Glen Watkins Glen international. So this inadvertently ended up being, well, I mean, it had to be. I mean, you're picking number 21, and we're all stock car fans. So, I mean, it can't can't not be. I think Wood Brothers has had the 21 in NASCAR literally the entire time. Yeah. So, Mm. uh, man, other than Team Penske, because I think with their technical alliance, but if you even go back in the day, you look at the Wood Brothers, and you just think of the teams back then. And I'm uh, I'm going to give a quick shout out to the guy that I almost picked because he is an absolute legend. The Silver Fox, David Pearson. Oh, yeah. I couldn't. I I, I was 
debating for about a week which one of them to pick, and I went with Elliot just so I could make that reference to an obscure commercial. But uh, yeah, oh, I, I like that. Yeah, but this they they were fielding teams since 1950s. So I mean, Glenn and Leonard Wood, you gotta like we gotta give them a shout out too in a way. I mean, this is you know the like if I were to think if you were to think of like a um, Mount Rushmore potentially that would have to what one of them would have to be on there uh and it's hard to have one without the other yeah can't can't not mention man just look at the drive the stable they've had too just all the drivers that they've had so i mean nice you know i'm looking i'm looking at just underneath it gives you the 2007 schedule uh and it just says the track and obviously the race winner and there's some there's some big names on here that won that year, like Jeff Burton, the mayor. Um, but you have drivers like Casey Mears won at Charlotte that year. Uh, Juan Pablo won at Sonoma. Jamie McMurray won at Daytona in July. But it's and then there's a ton of Jeff Gordon and a ton of Jimmy Johnson. And in the last run here, it goes like uh, Carl Edwards, Greg Biffle, Jeff Gordon, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> Matt, was and I'm like, ah, oh, he must have won that. That's that was his championship. This is like how sure. we feel now with Max, and and as much as I'm a Jimmy Jam fan, that was look at that segue. And I'm a Max fan too, you know. Um, but yeah, good picks, fellas. And I, I was thinking before the show, do we even do we keep doing this? I, it's still going good. Oh, I've got I've got so many in the chamber, dude. And I'd love to I'd love to have some uh, people out there tweet us, add us on Facebook or whatever, PM us, whatever. Give us some of your suggestions. Love to put you on the air or do something like that, or give you give you a shout out with your driver. Um, I mean, I'll I'll never run out. I have a brother with an almost encyclopedic (laughs) knowledge of this stuff, so I've I've got it covered. Why isn't he on the show? No, yeah. So. We got a good one though today. Wow. Uh, let's get <laughs> let's get. In. I feel attacked. <laughs> let's get in on. Um, you'll have some time to recuperate there, uh, Eggman. Uh, we're gonna get into. Just gonna sit in my corner and cry. I'm gonna tell you what, and me too, because I have to hear how awesome of a Pentheus race this was. I was unable to watch it, but <laughs> and unfortunately now you, one one gripe that we kind of have is balancing between flow racing and TSN is if you don't catch the race live on TSN plus, they don't put the race up until the one hour one, I believe. So I'm going to, I'll double check, but yeah, unfortunately it doesn't last out long with the TSN plus in my opinion, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I would love to, yeah, I'm going to be definitely having to watch that hour show up on TSN. Uh, this weekend which is always a good production. which is always yeah which is not i, mean, a I bad, do actually enjoy watching yeah it. it's not a bad uh it's not bad at all and the pity series at show air let's uh let's get into this a little bit here yeah well they started out with practice of course uh we had tag set in the fastest time uh of practice which is which is good for them you know he hasn't I'd probably say that the last last year and the start of this year probably has not gone the way him or that team has wanted things to go. 
So, being quickest in practice, although, yes, it's just practice, that can be a good confidence booster and would have been a good, I'm sure was a good confidence boost for, for him. Uh, you know, Trayton, championship leader, two-race winner, wasn't far behind him in second. And um, it was at Gannett in third, and then we had LP and... Ooh, I can't remember tying, but I love that track. It's such a fun little track. It's a tight, you know, a bull ring basically. It's a, I think it's a quarter mile or or something like that. But uh, then they moved up into pra into qualifying, and uh, Trayton took it, uh, set it on pole. We had Andrew Ranger. So talking like how tag that being. Fastest in, in practice is a really good boost for his whatever. Um, same for Ranger being outside pole. Uh, you know they have not again had a great last year. Although they did win here, so um, uh, it's good that he. It's unsurprising, I should say, that he is he was quick there. So uh, he was on the outside pole, and uh, Gannett was in, I think, third. And Cameron was mired in the back. So he qualified up pretty high, but he ended up having to start from the rear because they found a problem with the car and had to change cars, which when we get into in a little bit kind of might have made sense. But... uh and uh, of course, uh, new not newcomer to the series, but newcomer to the season, uh, Sam Fellows and the, the the their new team uh, were on for their debut there, and we had an injured Dexter Stacy starting the race, with the possibility of Rafael Lazard filling in for him. So that's kind of where huh. where we left out at qualifying heading into the race. Okay. Um, into the race, Trayton dominated. It was, he had that track figured out. That car was on rails. He was really unstoppable. He had a few challenges throughout the race, but he was pretty much unstoppable. But being a bull ring, they hit traffic pretty quick, and we had tempers. Um, come to boiling point. We had people rubbing and bumping. First half of the race, and we talk about this sometimes with the Pinty Series, particularly on the ovals, where we'll see a very calm, mature uh, first half of the race. And, uh, and I would always go ahead and assume that it's because they're looking at it as they have a ton of racing left to go. So... And a pit stop. So there's no real need, other than just trying to stay on the lead lap, there's real no need to be racing hard. But they are, they don't hold back. So second half of the race, we saw them get way more aggressive. We saw, you know, Wallace Stacy in the number 66 uh, show his displeasure in a much aggressive way against J.P. Bergeron, the number one. Um... JP was following, uh, I, I think it was 
Brandon Watson or somebody like that. And they were in a battle and they caught up on Wallace as a lapped car. And I guess, yeah, he was not making it easy for them to get around, nor he should. He's doing what he needed to be. He doesn't have to pull off the racetrack. So going into the corner, uh, JP gave him a little bump after after he got cleared by the car he was racing. I don't think he did it on purpose. I think he just kind of, I think Wallace chucked up a little bit to let them go and, and he wasn't expecting it. But uh, Wallace didn't appreciate it and drove the car into the corner, into three, hitting him and then getting airborne, driving up over Bergeron's left front tire and Wallace getting all four wheels off the ground. Oh, which, yeah. I saw that yeah, was crazy picture that someone shared on the Pinty's community group. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, which actually I believe happened last year with TJ Renamato. I believe he had somebody drive up over his car. So that happened. And then we saw Kevin Lacroix battling very hard up at the front most of the day with number three in the Intimidator. Um, oh, yeah, so I hope he takes that to Ontario. I I know it's only a. Th- he likes one of my. Only he he liked my posts on that, so we'll see what happens. Well, we'll see what happens. Maybe I hope Delaware. He does it. Come on, man, you got to do it. Um, they do were it. battling do pretty it. hard. <laughs> uh, two two young French racing drivers. For, uh, you know, I I watched that. I saw it coming. It was gonna happen. Alex was kind of chopping down a little bit on on Kevin on purpose. I don't know about that. More so, he was kind of taking a late entry, a late apex, kind of kind of cutting the corner, much like Trayton was doing at Sunset and um, at the beginning of the year. Uh, and Kevin. St- stuffed it up there he he was up alongside nothing egregious he didn't nothing you wouldn't expect for that point in the race and Alex came down and 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 Kevin just held his ground and took spun him out so there was that but nothing else came of that and I'm curious as I, I don't know how Alex feels about that it'd be great to ask him about it but uh you know we went on and on and uh Coming near the end, we had another late race restart, always, and it was Trayton. 24 spun the one, or spun out in turn one to cause that last caution. Yes, that's right, that's right. So then Trey took the outside pull on the choose, or the outside, sorry, on the choose. He was really quick up on the high side. That is a track that favors the outside, um... Sometimes, if you watch some other racing there, some late model stuff, uh, they rim ride that track, which is really funny to see them ride against the wall on a quarter mile track. But it is the fastest way around sometimes. So Trayton said he chose the outside, giving giving Cameron the inside, which I would say that on a, on the restart to win the race. Why would you just give him the inside? And and of course of what had transpired at ctmp and what i he said to my question in in the press conference he got what he would say would be retaliation or revenge 
on Trayton and putting him into the wall a couple times and taking the win of that race. Now Mac we know why they were they're being buddy, buddy. Because he knew he was going to get him back. Mac knew he was going to get him back. He's yeah, like, oh, I mean, no worries. He's I'm, a good I'm, driver. I'm getting him back next race. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course he did. But, yeah. you know, it, it didn't mean anything because now he's getting docked points and fines and everything. For You know, what goes around comes around, I guess. And so let's talk about um, how about Dexter Texter in third? Well, he he didn't finish the race, so let's back up. After at the break, Dexter elected to get out of the car, and oh. Raphael Bernard filled in for him. Oh, so I that's why in racing been, reference, it's like that. He gets the the start technically. Yeah, so. and he he chose so he qualified. That's Dexter's cool. fast. I would have to say that Dexter is that's on, impressive. Hops in a car and gets a podium. Dude, uh, he was on. He qualified seventh, I believe, for that race with his elbow, and then raced half of that race. hundred and I think they got to one hundred and thirty-six, and there was a caution, so that's they just did the stage, the break there, um, and then Raf got in. But yeah, Dexter was really impressed. He was fu- he was um, he was up in the top ten for practice all day. He was in the top ten for qualifying. I mean, he has really been impressive this year. Uh, he was really impressive at Sunset. I was pretty impressed with him at CTMP. You know, he he had his podium last year, and uh, it was great to see him do that. It, how about do well there? How about Sam with uh, a P11? I mean, considering the situation. Yes, and he would have. He was up again. There was another driver who was in the top ten all day long. And he was up he was a little a higher. Laps I think down. He was the, yeah, well, he was up to about seventh, and then he had kind of he. It, I would again say a racing incident, leaning more towards on Sam. He, he's, it looked like Sam came down and just didn't didn't know he was there, and then he, Sam got spun out and tried to get it around before losing his first lap, and then he just couldn't get it refired. But you know what? To be honest with you, that's a really good show for that team brand new team um alliance allied allied bleh, with uh gm pie so how about uh, uh this uh, that bad luck again from andrew ranger and glenn stars uh i want to see a good race for glenn's real soon hopefully he's gonna get yeah, that, the dirt in august it's really unfortunate both those cars from the from from the dave white stable uh, not too sure what happened. I'm sure Andrew is just not having a good time again this year. He's, you know, bad luck, bad luck, bad luck. And Glenn, Glenn, the same thing. I mean, he's just, like, I've never seen a race car driver have more bad, bad luck than Glenn Styers. And I really hope that it turns around for him. He's racing this weekend up in Peterborough for the APC series. So if you're out that way or up that way and you want to, want to see some some pinties Trayton's racing in that race too so if you want to see some pinty stars race some late models on a kick-ass nice. track we'll check nice. them out. i'm excited for that and uh we're just uh talking some canadian racing here on our canadian podcast on our canadian radio stations CFMH 107.3 Local FM in St. John, New Brunswick and CKMS 102.7 Radio Waterloo and Kitchener Waterloo welcoming everyone there 
as well as the PMN app on your smart device and all streaming platforms. Welcome to the show. We're gonna we're gonna keep talking about some racing, as we said uh, at the top of the show. We got Le Mans F1 and Cups. We got so we still got that to go. Let's uh, yeah, Wallace. Let's Le Mans. You say this is the greatest race ever on Earth. Uh, let's talk about it. It is the greatest race on Earth. Uh, it was good. It was the hundredth running. That's the not sorry, the hundredth anniversary, not the hundredth running. Right. They had to take a break, obviously, during the war. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll be coming up. We'll be, yeah, that you know that little thing in Europe. It kind of yeah, that, that whole up. that whole little thing oh, where some crazy boy. dude tried yeah. to take over everything. Yeah, that. he just wanted to take over. So they kind of had to pause it. Um, so in I think it's like in the next seven years or something like that, it'll be the hundredth running. Anyways, uh, and what a show it was going to be. We had Ferrari, Peugeot, Cadillac. Uh, Toyota, Glickenhaus, uh, Van Wall, all running in the for the, for the overall. Like that's seven manufacturers running for the overall win at Le Mans. We haven't had seven true seven main truly seven manufacturers running for an outright win in. Oh, and Porsche. Sorry, eight. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I forgot Porsche. Eight. In in as long as I can remember, so it was it was set up to be a, a burner, and of course we had the probably the next biggest headline, or at least in the top three, Garage Fifty Six, uh, Hendrick, NASCAR, IMSA, racing in the famous Garage Fifty Six, a NASCAR Cup car on the. In the 24 hours of Le Mans. Yeah, that was so crazy that was seeing cool. the pictures of that, uh, like eight times I mean, the that, size that of the whole, other cars. That whole project was worth it in the memes alone. They've been yeah, awesome. They, yeah, there is some really good ones that I've been ultra impressed with. Good job, racing community. <laughs> oh lord, he coming! <laughs> like that, that thing yeah. is yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah, or the one where it's like uh, the TV broadcast, the hypercar, and it's a parent holding their child up in the water, and then it's LMP2, and it's the kid going underwater, <laughs> and then it's like Garage 56 GT cars. It's just the skeleton sitting in the lawn chair under the water, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of yeah. how it was, but uh, no, it was it was. It set itself up to be really good. I mean, we had for a Ferrari uh, front row lockout. Uh, that's pretty amazing. I mean, they hadn't. You cried. I didn't cry. Oh, I mean, I inside I cry <laughs> every night. I mean, I cry, but that's for other reasons. <laughs> but um, no, it was a. That's a pretty big moment. They hadn't. They hadn't. Uh, they hadn't won over. Or sorry, they hadn't been there since the seventies. So. Running for like overall in that category, so that's a pretty big moment. And uh, the place was packed, three hundred and sixty thousand people. And uh, yeah, they set off to. Even though it was the hundredth anniversary, it was also a race of a lot of ends. So it was the end of the GTE category, which a lot of people, including myself, are very sad of. It's the going to be the end of. The LMP2s at 
at Le Mans. So with the start and new beginnings, there was some, you know, ends too, but that's okay. That's just how it is. So this race kind of saw it all. There's changeable conditions in the beginning. Lots of wrecks. Uh, you know, the tracks four, no, what is it? Eight miles, something like that. Eight miles long. Eight, eight and a half, uh, something like that. Yeah, so, you know, it can be raining at one end and not the other. And it can just start raining without knowing. And so there was a lot of chaos. Kind of lost like half the hypercar field throughout the race through attrition. And uh, it, it it became a dogfight between Toyota and Ferrari, which was awesome to 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 witness uh porsche penske very uncharacteristic made a lot of mistakes uh the porsche from hertz team joda doing very well and then at the hands of yiffy yiffy Yi, <laughs> the porsche curves uh lost it and destroyed and ruined their race uh we saw some interesting driving some questionable driving but uh, ultimately, at the end of it, it was Ferrari that won Le Mans. 57 years later, they, they stand on the hollow ground and, and spray the champagne where it was once sprayed for the first time. So that's a really that's big deep. moment that's for deep, them. That's Wallace. <laughs> oh, ah, thanks. Uh, it's not my... I totally stole that. Um, <laughs> I, I can be honest. I can be honest. Uh, uh, <laughs> Get sued, get shut down. But, and then with the with that, there was the other categories. We had LMP2. We had a team of um, of your Interpol team, Eurosport Interpol, something like that. I can't remember. Uh, that team, the his, the guy, kid's dad owns a bakery, and they just mm. they fell in love with <laughs> racing. Damn and straight. They just started at the very bottom and worked their way up, and they they win them all. And then, of course, everyone's favorite Texan, Ben Keating, takes the Corvette to victory in the GTLM or GTE category. Uh, Yeah, I mean, fantastic. A fantastic race. I watched pretty much all every minute of it. it, it, it by far is is up there with one of my favorite Le Mans. You know, it definitely lived up to its 100th anniversary with everything that went on in it. Uh, with the NASCAR 75th anniversary. Yes, and that was a great tie-in, and it was great to see that NASCAR rolling around there. It was very well-received in... in Yeah, a lot of people like... Yeah, it was a positive... Of course, Everyone of course. and they got... You know, they got and... asked... It's funny. Apparently, they got asked. I I heard this too. Um, I believe Greeno told us, David. But I also I think Jordan Taylor talked about it, where they got asked to use the American style jacks to change. Yeah, it fire. was Dave, Dave told us about it. They showed up ready to run with air jacks like everybody else, and then they were asked to use the one pump floor jack that NASCAR uses just because. Just because, yeah, and it was super badass. So, and that car made it pretty much twenty four hours. Uh, they were in yeah, oh, it the garage went for well long that it needed to go. 
I mean, it, it finished Amazing. the race. It finished the race. So Twenty-two it, it, hours it, it, until it that. Uh, yeah, until the drive shot. line. Had some drive yeah, drive line issue. I think. I but, think I read somewhere it was the transmission, but don't quote me on that. But they I'm got it up. back out. They finished competing, yeah, which is so, important. Which but since that's since good then, too. yes, but since the end of the race, uh, it's come out that like thirteen parts have been confiscated and gone back to their R and D departments to so scrutineering. So for what? They, the for uh, people cheating like cheating out of compliance garage with 56? the rules. Or just the no, 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 just garage. Oh. They don't care about them. No, right? Um, yeah. Because the garage fifty six is an experimental division. Yeah, I was gonna so say, they can do oh god, much whatever what they want. They There's like yeah. thirteen. I think it's like thirteen <laughs> cars across all three classes have have. Including wow. the the class winner in LMP2 parts have been confiscated and gone back to their whatever to to look at them. So you know, wow. uh, race results always say uh, uh, unofficial, you know, unofficial. So it's unofficial still technically. So this brings me to what I wanted to say earlier. Um, this to me, their the Garage 56's performance at Le Mans proves what I said a couple weeks ago about the current gen stock car being closer to a sports car than it is to a stock car. Yeah, we yeah, I remember we, yes, I agree. We both were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, big time. Cuz all things considered, the modifications made to make it ready for Le Mans are fairly small compared to the change from gen 7 to the current gen cup car. Would you agree with agree with me there? Yeah. Yeah, big time. So, <clears throat> I know, I know, I know. I've not been very nice to the next gen car since it came out, and I still don't like it as a stock car. But if it were to be a sports car series, I could absolutely see it. I'm absolutely on board. It's just a DNA thing. I'm not going to dive in, dive deep into it because we've got other stuff to cover. But I would just like to say that this reinforces my point from a couple weeks ago that it's. Definitely more of a sports car than it is a stock car. Yes, yeah, that, I'm sure. okay with that. Um, I hope that that becomes uh, a thing that NASCAR looks into going forward. And I don't. end up implementing that in the actual NASCAR Cup Series. I, I wish that was the next gen. So hopefully that's going to be. I, I, I absolutely don't. Is are we a sports car series or are we a stock car series? We're whatever the market dictates series yeah. now. Well, maybe like it's it. not that, though. Yeah, maybe it's not that. We'll see. We'll see what happens with other parts of that. Like, it won't be probably the, the whole actual car, but I'm sure there'll be elements of it that are already in play. It's good. In my head, there'll it's, be parts or it's things the COT all over again. It's the COT all over again. It came out. It was so crazy in the thought process of what they used to run. And they ran it for two years. No, they ran it for the one year. And they hated it so much. The next year, it was almost identical back to what it was. And I bet you next year, you'll see some huge changes to... um, the aspects that make it really good at or supposedly really good at road racing. See, the problem is with the car is that people keep complaining and saying it's a shit car or it's a bad car. 
it's actually a really good car, and that's the problem. The old cup cars were crap because they were big and heavy and they slid and moved, and that's what made them entertaining to race. These things are just so good at what they do that it doesn't put on good racing. Or you, it's sorry, it's not that it doesn't put on p- good racing, it puts on sports car racing, not sports car racing, stock car racing. Yeah, um, Le Mans was good for me. I awesome to see Jimmy Johnson run and Chad Kness and the up, uh, crew chief and that. That was uh, that's pretty cool for them. And is there so now that we're wrapping that up, anything on F1, uh, Eggman? A couple of little tidbits. The The Spanish GP, now that it was like 12 days ago, um, was fairly uneventful. There was no crazy crashes or wild weather or anything like that. It did threaten to rain for just a little bit, but it didn't really change the complexion of the race. What I would like to say is the configuration change at the Spanish GP, absolute win for me. All they had to do was take out that stupid last corner chicane, and it made the front stretch way more exciting. Nice. Yeah. Um, Some key points, uh, Lando Norris in the, in the McLaren starting P3. That was pretty significant. I believe that's their highest starting spot in the last three or four years. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Some Canadian motorsports fans will be happy to know that Lance Stroll has outperformed Fernando Alonso for the first time all year. Hmm. <laughs> uh, no one the, likes him up the, here, I don't think. <laughs> well, he's the last Canadian you guys got, right? So it is yeah, it and he's yeah. probably going to lose his job. But we'll get we'll get to that at a later date. It's not important. Um, Sergio Perez starting P11 after some qualifying mechanical issues. Uh, he managed to surge back to P4 by the end of the race. Not easy to do under green flight conditions. And the one thing I wanted to talk about the most, and Wallace, you probably know about this more than Jordan does, but uh, Mercedes finally put side pods back on their car, and lo and behold, they were faster. Yeah, I'm, yeah, the secret, uh, the secret sauce, so to speak, of the of this new car. Yeah. So, uh, one thing I did want to touch on because I thought it was funny, and Wallace, if you're on the Formula One social media at all you will have seen the pictures of uh, red bull's floor from monaco and then later mm-hmm. the pictures of williams floor and how uh, no no i didn't see them. i'll send you the no. pictures so okay. some pictures were released of the williams floor and it was flat and barely had any aerodynamic stuff under it at all it was basically a flat carbon fiber floor with the plank in the middle and it they got so much backlash from the community for not even attempting any sort of like ground effect stuff on the floor that they were pressured into making large scale floor developments for the upcoming races. Huh. Oh, really? I thought it was funny. I'll find the pictures and I'll send them to you. It's <laughs> right, it's pretty yeah. it's pretty funny. Wow. I mean, huh. no wonder they're slow, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't even, I'm kind of like, I don't know what to say to that. Like, I I know you can tell when you look at the cars, like, which one, which ones have had a little more technological development to it and everything. 
but you can see that everybody's kind of working in the same area. So to to to, to hear that, like the, it was just completely different, is actually yeah. kind of mind blowing. So, so if you get excited at the beginning of racing season, like I do, and I know you both do, I watched all three days of preseason testing for Formula One. Mm-hmm. And you know when they do the the aerodynamic testing with the paint, yes. you could see yeah, you could see where race. where all the other cars like the Ferrari and the Mercedes where they were dragging stuff and I'll yeah. send you the, these pictures too and then you see Red Bulls and it's like a perfect line down the side pod and out the back and you're like well no wonder the Red Bull is so much faster yeah. like it's just not it's all it's crazy how you can tell that early how the season's gonna go yeah, yeah. uh yeah Adrian Newey is is quite the uh the uh designer one of the few that still actually does all of his drawings by hand yeah so that's another a funny thing someone asked martin brundle if you could have if you have if you owned a team and could have any one driver on that team he said adrian newey (laughs) yeah well so but yes and that's really funny because he does actually vintage race too yeah so that's it. He said, he said Adrian Newey. We're going What's to that? Canada. We're going to the Great White North, eh? For the F1 yeah. in Montreal at Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. Gilles Villeneuve. Sacre bleu. Yeah. It is yeah, one of my was... favorite circuits on the calendar. Is yeah, it? well. I really enjoy it. There's other things they can do. Anyway. Uh, no, that's a good track. Yeah, it's there's fun. really not because that's the only class one no, circuit you guys a, got yeah. up there, ain't it? Yeah, because yes, now that cup's probably coming over, and then Pinties will probably team up. That Wallace and I have heard about that rumbling in the series, and then now it's kind of you know, it's looking like it's coming to fruition. So, we're gonna see a lot in Montreal. Wallace and I are going to have to hitchhike mm-hmm. there or something like that. We're going to have to, to thumb a lift up the highway. We're going to have to figure out how to get there if that's going to happen. But um, We yeah. can drive. We don't, we don't have to hitchhike. <laughs> <laughs> With gas prices? Uh, are you crazy? Uh, anyway. Ask gas or grass. Nobody that's rides for exactly free, so it. we're paying somehow. That's exactly it. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, you guys got anything on WWT? For a track that uh, had so no. much technological issues at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. <laughs> I mean, they have issues even when when they go to go there. I can't there believe for they the had Pinty Series issues. They had timing and scoring issues. <laughs> it was like, what's going on here? Is this a Pinty's race? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, Gateway, was, Gateway was boring. I think... Wait, and we're not new to say this. I think this you've you, everybody's heard it other places, and I would Is agree. Boring, the you right can word. It. The car boring. The cars just have too much drive. They keep talking about this. So just when they miss the corner, so if you drive it in too deep or or whatnot, you can just downshift. There's one and way you hit that so turn, much basically. Grip yeah. and, and go. So. It, honestly, it was a boring race. I like when boring's it, a I, strong word. It should, it should be a good race. That's actually a fun track for IndyCar when they're there. That always puts on a great race. And you would think that because both ends are extremely different, not a little bit different, but so extremely different that it would be more exciting. But hey ho, 
so the word that we could use is unvaried for that race. I don't know. I, I, I like the term uneventful. Uneventful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Blackluster. Yeah, because yeah, we're not hating on the race or the track, uh, but it is because no, it it's fun to happens, drive. Okay. I mean, like I can say every video game track is fun to, or every iRacing simulation track is fun to drive. I would say but, that uh, some of those drivers were not having fun. No, day, and, they, right? and we've heard that a lot from the drivers. But how about I mean Sonoma, Car- Carson though? was Carson was doing all right. Yeah, Carson. Well, Until we had the brake problem. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, well, that's uh, what happens when you get. How about, that's what happens when you get equipment that Hendrick won't even use for their pit program. <laughs> yeah, right. How about Sonoma? I mean, we were saying off here, I I just love Sonoma. I look forward to Sonoma every year, yeah, ever since I was a kid. I also kind of yeah. knew it was kind of getting close to basically being halfway through the season. And it also was my indication knowing school was almost over. Up in Canada, we finish, we kind of, first week of July, we kind of wrap things up, so... Oh no way! Third week of June, buddy, and the third week of oh, yeah. end of third week of June. Yeah, and that's where my kids are. Yeah, uh, well, for, when I was in high school, we uh, oh okay, we wrapped sorry. it up. Well, yeah, I guess if you're in high school, but yeah, you know, there's um, there's a lot of good to take to. Not nothing against Fox, but also meant that they switched over to the other broadcasts. So now it's NBC, so it's nice and fresh. So there's a lot to look forward to for Sonoma. Also, the the shot when you're at the one end of the track where you're looking up the the shoot and the S's, and you get like you can see the cars kind of do this snake shot. I would love mm-hmm. to go there and, and and take those shots like that. That I've loved that forever. But um, enough of my own personal reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Martin Truex Jr. He. Uh, you know, he took the lead when he needed to. I wouldn't say so much that he dominated the race, but given that this is a track that he's now won at four times, going to be getting up on Jeff Gordon's five snowball wins, I think, uh, mm-hmm. uh, no doubt. But uh, it was, you know, I thought it was kind of Hamlin's. Hamlin had a little, I'm sure that there's going to be some sort of suspension to that batch of tires that took him out, but we'll 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 hear on that in the next coming days. Uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be Hamlin's chase. He he needed to do something for this. You know, this was one of his chances. We all know he's a road course guy. And this situation he's in because of his injury and him is missing races. And then being able to get that deal where he's, you know, you're in, your, you know, you win, you're in. So this is one of those, you know, that chase definitely has circled. There's no doubt about that, especially after that suspension and uh, him coming back. So he's he's been through a lot, uh, Chase, and, and uh, he did lead. Yeah, I feel real bad for him. He, he, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Kyle Busch, though, too, and um, he, he had a good run, too, and it, it did look like he could have had a little bit of piece of that as well. Um, let's also talk about Michael McDowell, who had a – botched pit stop that ended up kind of screwing him up on that final restart. Yeah, I think they lost, the the tire changer lost a, a lug and he had to rip it off. He rip, pull it off his yeah. belt for a new one. So, which was really unfortunate because he, you know, that team and would see, the, I, you know, their opportunities are 
less than, say, a Hendrick team when it comes to getting a, a win to get yourself into yep. the playoffs. And and Michael is is a great road racer, actually. I mean, that's how he that's where he cut his teeth. So uh, got real back to unfortunate. Seventh. Yeah, got drove back to seventh. That just proves how good he is. But that also has proven that how good those cars are actually kind of doing. You know, the thirty four has been performing better. Thirty eight's been performing better. So you know. how about Ross Chastain? He was uh, keeping his nose clean that entire race. Got a 10th place finish, and he's snapped a streak of a three straight finishes outside the top 20, so that was good on him. Give him maybe refreshing his name a bit, too, because he's staying out of trouble. It's like, okay, this guy can stay out of trouble and race. So that's refreshing a little bit. Um, yeah, Ross is very hot or not. You know what I mean? Like, there's no middle with him. Also, another name I want to mention, Dinger. He ended up kind of getting screwed during pit cycle when there was a awkward caution, and uh, he did still get a sixth place. So um, that's pretty good. Second top ten of the year for him, and also Christopher Busher, strong day, fourth place finish, and that's uh, giving him another uh, top five, seventh top ten of the season. You know who flew under the radar for making their cup debut? Grant Enfinger for right. um, Noel Gregson. I didn't hear about him at all. Yeah. <laughs> Filling in for an injured Noah Gregson because concussion yeah. protocol. So Enfinger ended up having a trouble-free day, and although he did finish 26, it was still a good You know what? That's a good place to get your chops no matter where you finish. So um, Yeah. Nobody's watching you. Yeah. Uh, Martin I Trish, mean, I bet owners are right as long as you don't bend the car. <laughs> Martin Truex, yeah, right. Martin Truex Jr. Though there's no doubt that he's uh, getting back into his happy place. He's uh, ended up finding that he can. Uh, Worse will do that. And it, now that he's got, yeah, he's got a new side uh, side partner there. Uh, yeah, he, he might be in a new little emperor. He might be in that new groove. You know, he's got he's got that new. Maybe he's got that new step. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know. It might be a time that maybe Truex ends up getting a little bit of a redemption. Uh, I don't think he was always a fan favorite. I don't know. Maybe he is, but maybe it's time people go, okay. There's other, which is interesting because now that everyone likes Kyle Busch, people might be looking at other people going, hey, you know what? This guy's the new villain. We'll see what happens through it. It's only almost halfway through the season, so we got lots of racing left and you can join us on our Fantasy League on fantasygames.nascar.com. You just search up the Wide World of Motorsports, and we'll have it through our social media at the WWOMS to remind people to make their picks, because I forgot to change my picks this week. And so was, did uh, I. I still had uh, a couple of picks. I still had Carson in and uh, JJ <laughs> Yaley, and so I had to figure out what happened there. But Dirty Joe, though, uh, actually, let's do Gateway quick because we do have a couple of minutes here. Uh, Wes obviously winning at Gateway, Wounded Duck second, and Dirty Joe having another good performance. And then going into Sonoma, Dirty Joe up there um, getting a win, and he's he's doing good in the fantasy all of a sudden. And then Ty Parker as well 
up there with uh, MWR Racing for Sonoma. So some guys that need to get up in the standings, which is going to be, let's take a look at the general st overall standings since that's going to be tough. But either way, that's good for Dirty Joe and MWR getting up there. But uh, yeah, I'm not doing very good. And what's funny is because I, Eggman has so much knowledge and insight and, and not that and this is why I think that when you do fantasy, you can be a know-it-all or not. I don't think it no matters, you know, because there's Wes. I know he knows a lot about racing. He's making like perfect, you know. And I know Eggman knows a lot about racing. I think he's using Chat so, GPT. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> he has Gray Sports Almanac. No, he got no, it from the bro, future. Oh, no, are you doing as bad as Slick Seth, time though. traveler? Maybe he is. We gotta, no one is as bad as Slick Seth, though. We're not going to remove him from the league because we can't because he's he's busy with life. But we can't kick him. <laughs> he's got to leave him down there at zero points. <laughs> We're going to do that. Watch, he'll come, he'll come in at like two races left before the playoffs slay. and he'll win the championship. Somehow. Uh, but, hey, you know, we, we do want uh, people to join us. We have an off week, so next week we'll, uh, we'll uh, talk about our picks for Nashville when uh, we get to the Ally 400 on June 25th, when uh, we come back to racing on NBC. We'll, uh, we'll be talking about that uh, in the next couple of weeks on the show, which will be great. You can catch us uh, multiple ways on the FM, CFMH 107.3 Local FM in St. John, New Brunswick, CKMS 102.7 Radio Waterloo, Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario, and the Performance Motorsports Network app on your smart device, as well as on all streaming platforms on demand. Reach us on social media at the WWOMS. We'd love to hear from you. And that just about wraps it up for this edition. I am James Jordan. Mike Wallace. And the Eggman. We'll see y'all around the bed. Adios. Bye-bye.